1: show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 in 1280 The Zone. Now time for a little what's going on. What's going on across the Zone Sports Network. Playing highlights from the other shows, Gordon. And uh, Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan was on with Hanson Scotty. Uh, here's what he had to say about talking to Tom Homo about the season opener against BYU.
2: Well, I'm checking in on Tom just to make sure he's working. Um, <laughs> and what's, I, what, what's the return I, on that? Yeah, I mean, sometimes he answers the call. Uh, sometimes he's not. Sometimes I hear a backswing. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not really sure. No, Tom's been great. You know, he, he and I have spoken on how we're each approaching this, how we're leading our respective organizations in this very, uh, you know, challenging times. Um, But we're particularly talking about return to our facilities and and safety protocols. And, um, you know, we're both working with the Jazz, for example, getting best practices and others. So, you know, as I've always said with with BYU, you know, we take on those guys and gals on the field and courts. We want to get after them. But in something like this, it is pure teamwork.
1: What do you think, Gordon?
3: Okay, I mean, pure teamwork. Yeah, I mean, I, I have very little reaction to what he said there. I, okay.
1: Well, there's a lot of communication going on uh, listening to that interview. I mean, you talked about how the the athletic directors uh, across the Pac-12 are, are meeting together twice a week and how they're sharing a lot of information and how things are done. He even mentioned at one point that uh, they're talking to Jazz about safety protocols and what the Jazz are doing. And uh, I think that's that's all a positive thing. If something is going to be salvaged by you know way of a, a football season or a sports season or whatever, I think there's going to take a lot of uh, coordination amongst a lot of parties. And it sounds like at very least the communication, even between Utah and BYU, Gordon, is actually pretty mm-hmm. strong.
3: Well, okay, so you 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 bring up the main point there, and that is the coordination, like you said it. Uh, because these things do need to be coordinated and communicated so that everybody knows what the, the left foot knows, what the right foot's doing. And in college football, it seems like sometimes it doesn't. Right. So, yeah. So it's good to it's always good to communicate. And uh, in these unique circumstances, yeah, That that that's. I think you hit the nail on the head. That is, that is the most important part of what he just said.
1: And when, when it comes down to pulling off these games, Gordon, some games are going to be easier to pull off, pull off than others. And that might, you know, if there is going to be, and we've talked about this a lot, some sort of non-conference play on top of just the conference games, you know, it might come down to just how easy is, is it to pull off the game. You know, if BYU and Utah, that should be an easy game to play, you would think. Certainly easier than, say, BYU going to UMass, right, or, or flying right. across the country. They're right down the road. No air travel required. In fact, no hotel required. Um, you know, you'd obviously have to get some busing and that sort of thing. But it, it would be if, if it comes down to you play the non-conference games you, you can, uh, then that, that should be one that's a go.
3: I even think the Montana State game is relatively convenient. Course, I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, yeah, they, they, they take a bus down, the, down the, the road. I don't know. How far away is that, man?
1: Montana State's up in uh, Billings, is right? That? No, Bozeman. You're right, Dawson. It's up mm-hmm. in Bozeman. So, that I mean, that's probably, what, seven, eight-hour drive? But so, still so So
3: do, do they drive that or do they fly it? I
1: don't know. Well, under normal circumstances, they fly.
3: Yeah. But uh, still, it's a relatively... Painless compared to some of the and even the Utah
1: others. Wyoming, which is their other non-conference right. game, where they'd have to go yeah. to uh, they'd have but, to go to Laramie.
3: And that was my point. Both was ten hours, I wrote okay. uh, recently about uh, about uh, the Pac-12's idea when they were talking about expanding to eleven conference games. I just, it's just kind of stupid, really, when you compare it to the convenience of Utah's non-conference games that they have scheduled uh, this time around. If you're going to play a game and you're going to play that many games, then play the games you got scheduled. It just makes total sense.
1: It does, unless there's some other agenda like we talked about, which I don't necessarily believe that there is. Like you'd want to go permanently to 11 conference games. I mean, maybe that that would be in play. But I I totally agreed with that column. And I I think that there's no reason, as long as the the window to play football is not minimized in some way, shape or form, it doesn't make sense not to proceed with your non-conference games unless it's too difficult to pull off. Unless you're going to a part of the country where it's uh, you know, a hot spot or unless travel is a bit of an issue. And we've we've heard solutions like that where you might have to play, uh, like Scotty was joking about how in the, the big sky, even if Montana and Montana State have to play each other 12 times, or I guess not in the big sky, what, nine times, uh, then that's what they're going to do. You know, it, It's, it's going to come down to a bunch of factors. But Utah-BYU, you would think, would be – if possible an easy game to pull off and if that with that in mind i don't see any reason why you wouldn't do it
3: yeah i agree i agree with you of course when we say that there are those hardcore extreme utah fans who who think we're promoting BYU by saying that but uh,
1: oh i think those fans especially at a time like this would love to see utah play byu who wouldn't want to see a utah byu football game right now who wouldn't I, have that I, I, I lift don't. their overall being and spirit as a human? That would be awesome if we had a Utah-BYU game to talk about. Maybe, that would, maybe, be there great.
3: would maybe, maybe there would be, yeah, but then that's just self-serving media.
1: Oh, right, because that game means nothing to the community. That's what nothing. I always love about nothing. that argument. Yeah, it means mm-hmm. nothing to uh, our, our fabric as a, a state and a community, nothing at all.
3: You know, I've been reading these articles about how this particular Crisis, if that's what you want to call it, has divided a lot of people in the country. Uh, And maybe that's true in some respects. But I I have to believe that if BYU and Utah played uh, as scheduled, that maybe there would be uh, an increase of decency uh, surrounding that game.
1: That's a funny way to look at it, Gordon, but I bet you're totally right. I bet you're totally right. We usually look at that as like a oh divisive and this uh, you know it has all this vitriol and blah blah blah. But I mean, how, who wouldn't want to have some uh, playful rivalry banter with your neighbor about now? <laughs>
3: you know that as long probably stay six feet away. That
1: probably sounds pretty good to a lot of folks right now. So I, I think you hit on something right there. You know, for a change, it would be kind of a uniter of this community. Everybody's on board to play. Everybody wants to see it. Because it, As would be it should just be a,
3: anyway. Yeah. It always should have been that way. I mean, I know there are those out there and some on the station through the years who have said who who like the animosity and all that stuff. I've always thought that stuff's been overblown, uh, much made into a bigger deal than
1: it should be. Well, um, I like the animosity because I think for the most part it is playful. Spate, if you will, Gordon. Sports hate. Yeah. I, I think yeah. that's that's. I think that's fun. I mean, I'm going to there... give you
3: credit because you're the first one I ever or did. Who made that term up? Was it me or you? Oh, that was all me. Was it?
1: I'd give you I,
3: credit. I, then, then I'll give you credit. That's that's a good that's a good way of saying it. And it's a good way to to differentiate. I think you and I had, a, had an argument about that because uh, I was talking about hate and I don't like hate. And you were saying, oh, it's just sports
1: hate. It's not real hate. It's not hate, hate. If you're actually hating somebody over a, a, a sport a team. Over the color of a jersey? It, yeah, then, then you should reexamine some things. But if you like uh, talking trash with your neighbor uh, over the rivalry <laughs> game, well, then that's, that's nothing but good fun, right? If you wear the, the, the red or the blue tie to church the next day or whatever, you know, that's, all, that's great. That's, that's part of what makes our local sports what, what it is, which is awesome.
3: You know what that sounds like to me? sounds like you're justifying your position of, of uh, always rooting against your friend's favorite team. <laughs> How many times what,
1: do I have to explain that, this to you, Gordon? The, I root against their teams because it doesn't matter. I'm not rooting against them personally. I'm rooting but against... But if,
3: you know, if you know they care deeply about it, not, not psycho deeply, but they're just kind of deeply enough for it to hurt them when their team loses and for it to throw kind of a wet blanket over their week... Uh, you're still rooting for that to happen,
1: right? Because I'm not rooting against like their beliefs per se, or oh, their, I mean, uh, that way. you know, I'm not I'm not bringing up the yo mama jokes. You know, I'm not making it <laughs> personal. I'm just I'm just hope your sports team loses this week. That's all.
3: Uh, yeah, but th- that's complicating their lives.
1: <laughs> it is not, and if it is, they care too much.
3: Hmm. Jake, when Vautag goes out and gets beat by Virginia. You're not sitting there going, ah, oh, you know, I don't really care about this stuff.
1: No, you're right. Here's oh, the thing. I'm,
3: it's, it's dragging it down for at least a few days.
1: I'm grumpy. It does not complicate my life. <laughs> 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 I'm grumpy I'm, for a couple of days. <laughs> I'm, I'm it not, complicates everybody else's it's lives. It's not complicating my life. My life isn't more complicated the day after a, a loss by my team. I'm just sure a little, like it was, just a little grumpy. That's all. <laughs> just a little grumpy. It doesn't take okay. much to make me grumpy. Okay.
4: Jake doesn't want baseball to play because his team is the world champion right now. That's a good point.
1: May we uh, reign long?
4: We
3: don't, don't, don't play it on that, Jake. Don't even. You've had your
4: time. It's over with. You this, know what? This is from the guy that wore a Baltimore Orioles hat two years ago, but. Huh.
1: Uh, see Austin makes a good point I, you know what I'm cheering for baseball not to come back I'm totally what? changing my stance on something I hope Major League Baseball stays out for, for a long long time so we may remain on top so you can wear your Walgreens hat my Nationals hat my Expos hat yes I'll wear them do you even have an Expos hat? I do I have two actually. I have one that's a fitted cap, and then I have one that I, it was like my old baseball hat that I cut into a visor and still have.
3: Haven't seen that one in a while.
1: I still wear it. Mm. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, should we move on here in uh, what's going on? Let's, uh, let's revisit with, or let's visit with DJ and PK their conversation with Brad Rock about the Bulls uh, or uh, the Michael Jordan docuseries and player relationships. Here's what Brad had to say. How much did players, you know, there's so much about how much the players get along now. You know, it's mostly a Donovan and Rudy thing, but I think you'd have to be naive to say, you know, that that might be the only conflict in a group of 15 players. How much did players get along back then, and how much as a beat writer were you aware of it, not aware of it, able to write about it, not able to write about it for whatever reason?
2: (laughs) yeah i think it was a lot a, a lot about the same i i, I think that you know You look at these 12 guys on a team, and you go, you you somehow make that leap that you think you're all on the same page. And then, you know, you go to your office, and uh, there's 12 people in your office, and you're not all on the same page. And some people are, are, uh, you know, backstabbing people, and some people are climbers, and some people are totally altruistic, and some people aren't as good as they think they are. Uh, So why would we think it'd be any different with the teams, and so... Yeah, I think that that was true. Uh, but I do think the Jazz, and, and I, you know, I will say this. I had Jazz players, so I probably won't tell them, but I had Jazz players off the record sometimes grumbling about the Jazz offense, about all it does is go into Carl Malone. Uh, I heard a player say he could average 25 points a game uh, if he got any shots. And uh, I had players say, you know, hey, this is, they, they put us in a bad situation, you know. They, uh, it's, it's John and Carl playing together and then if uh, something goes wrong uh, then, then we gotta fix it so um, so I don't think it was any different but I do think the Jazz guys did buy into Jerry I think Jerry was able to do that and uh, they were able to uh, you know, give up some of their personal uh, objectives so that they could win the game. And, you know, my other thought on that, guys, I don't want to go on too long about this. My other thought about the Jazz that was always interesting to me in that era was that they really did outwork nearly every team. And so they would, uh, they would win all these games in a regular season, and then you'd get to the playoffs and you're going, hey, how come they can't win the championship? Well, you know, everybody was playing their hardest in the championship year, but I think that was a tribute to Jerry that his teams won a lot of games and just came pretty much every night to play. And so when you looked at the wins at the end of the year, you're going, wow, these guys are good. Uh, And sometimes we're a little surprised they didn't win a championship when you look at their regular season results. So,
0: yeah, I get that. In the regular season, they played almost to the max where other guys might have been
3: coasting, and they have to yeah. step it up in the playoff, and it was hard for them to step it up because they were already playing at a high level. So it was that dilemma of do you not coast, yeah. but do you reserve something so you can increase it in the postseason,
0: and the Jazz, because they gave so much in the regular season, it was harder for them to turn it up a notch.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's a perfect analogy. Actually, I I completely agree with you that they they brought their best pretty much every night, and then uh, there wasn't really another notch. I mean, they played. Yeah, they 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 stepped it up like they did, but they got the max out of their talent all season long, and uh, and then they got in the playoffs and they have guys with more athleticism, and they had some teams with more talent, and so you would you would get in the playoffs and it was it was pretty rough for the Jazz, but you, yeah, you look back during the regular season series with a lot of these teams and the Jazz you'd say oh they, they they held their own or even did better you know those years Houston won the championship the, the two years when Michael Jordan was gone and uh, yeah you look back and you go hey the Jazz didn't have to back down from that team but but Houston was able to kick it into another level
1: all right, if you want to know more about the Jazz, the Rock Monster will be at Costco near the uh, lawn furniture from <laughs> noon to 2 today. Stop by, but wear a mask and be 10 feet away from him, okay?
2: Yeah, uh, social distance, but we'll still have the uh, $1.50 hot dog with the Coke.
0: Sweet, there it is. I'm more a pizza guy myself, but... <laughs> Obviously.
2: Uh. Okay, we can do that too.
1: What's your, what's your go-to at Costco, Gordon, the hot dog or the pizza?
3: Uh, I'm not sure I've had either one.
1: Oh, they're they're both quite good, and they're very reasonably priced. I I like the pizza myself, it's but the I reason I renewed my Costco yeah I, the, the hot dogs are also good. I wouldn't uh, wouldn't judge, but uh, good to hear Brad's voice. Uh, Brad Rock, of course, longtime columnist for the Des News, and covered the Jazz for the Des News as well. But what do you uh, think about what he had to say, Gordon?
3: Well, before I comment on that, I will reveal for the second time that. Uh, Gordon B Hinckley loved the hot dogs at Costco.
1: But yet you can't uh his, stoop his, yourself his, to that level?
3: His niece uh told me that. Last time
4: you left his name off her, I don't know.
3: Did I really? Uh-huh. Well, he's may he rest in peace. He's he's gone now, but uh but she swore me to secrecy when he was alive <laughs> that I wasn't maybe 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 the uh the uh president of the uh, church of jesus christ of latter-day saints wasn't supposed to uh endorse a certain kind of hot dog but he 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 did like the costco hot dogs so that's something a lot of people don't know um okay Br- what brad said i thought all brad's comments were were uh pretty darn accurate as they usually were through the years and uh I think there is something to what he was talking about, that the Jazz gave it their all every night and uh, tried to win every single night as part of uh, Jerry's um, character. And maybe other teams did coast a little bit during the regular season. The Jazz won so many games, guys. They won so many games and uh, and then couldn't quite get there when they absolutely had to in the, in the postseason. With those long runs, but they ran into Michael Jordan and they didn't have the kind of mental fortitude to to overcome Jordan's forceful play. But they give them credit for uh, Jerry looked around the arena every night and he saw what what those people who were filling the seats were paying for those seats. And he thought they deserved uh, the best effort of the guys on the floor.
1: What do you think about uh, what Brad had to say about the relationships amongst the players? Uh, it, isn't that kind of a uh, a sports radio hot topic or like a, a back-in-my-day topic when the players didn't like each other? They're all lovey-dovey today, but they didn't like each other back then. And we actually saw a couple of moments with Michael and John and Carl behind the scenes at, a, uh, at that press conference and uh, Carl getting on the bus to go congratulate Michael Jordan. Is that all a big myth? that uh that uh, relationships amongst the players is different in today 's day and age
3: uh, i you know i don 't know about that i i I did see more animosity back in the day uh that seemed to bubble up a little more often, and now there's almost a kind of corporate fraternity uh, among some of the players, but I still think they care and they want to win and they 're driven in in the same respect as the guys back then so but i found it interesting what brad said about how the jazz are just like any other workforce you know they they don't always get along perfectly and i'm not sure that jerry really cared about that he wanted them to play together on the floor when you're out there you play together you play as a team and uh mostly you do it my way <laughs> and they did and that's that's good enough uh that's all you can ask for although when brad was uh, describing you know you go back to the office and you have the backstabbers you have the uh self-serving types you have the 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 uh ne'er-do-wells and i started to think man did the deseret news have a real viper pit for an office over there or what
1: just based on brad's experience huh? do you want to guess who's who
3: no, no, I'm just kidding you Want to take a stab it, at that? It, well, I'm sure it was no different there than it is anywhere else It's I uh, uh, <laughs> like this comment about Some people think they're better than they are <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny I bet everyone who works in an office Can relate to that comment at one point point. And if you don't know anybody who thinks that way uh, Maybe Look in the
1: mirror
3: mm. I'm kidding mm. uh, but What are you are trying different- to say there? There are different folks who do it their own way and uh and, and 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 bring great value to whatever the endeavor is, uh, but they don't have to agree on everything and they're not gonna agree on everything all the time. And I I bet if you spoke privately uh with Carl and John and Jeff and and all the guys, uh and uh and and said, Okay, tell me the truth, what did you think of this guy in this circumstance? probably said that ticked me off, you know? Yeah they they would be honest about it
1: all right coming up <coughs> Excuse me. At the top of the 3 o'clock hour, Steve Hummer is going to join us from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He had a chance to interview Tom Glavin, and the headline to the article, Gordon, is Braves' great Tom Glavin knows who you will blame if baseball stays out. Of course, Glavin was a face of the work stoppage back in uh, the mid-'90s for Major League Baseball, so we'll get that perspective coming up at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Certainly look forward to that. We do have some breaking NCAA news that we will get to coming up next, Stay tuned. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
4: I don't need to out money. I don't need Time to one-up Gordon and Monson.
0: I
2: was sworn to secrecy by Nancy Reagan, that her husband, Ronald Reagan, loved the mustard dog down at Carl's Jr. That's
3: a good story. I don't think I can top that.
1: Take that, Gordon. Woo! Doesn't get any bigger than Ronnie Reagan.
3: Uh, I don't know. Try to
1: one-up President Reagan, huh?
3: Well, uh, yeah, okay, well, I'm glad to know that. That's, uh, it's good information that uh, Ronald Reagan liked the mustard dog.
1: And Carl's Jr. <laughs> <The scene laughs> I'll
3: never forget when she told me that uh, President Hinckley liked uh, that hot dog. You know, she told me, and then she looked at me and said, "Let's keep that just between us." You know. You mean very not nice. with the,
1: with our radio audience? You mean
3: very nice lady. Uh, that was many many years ago. In fact, it was on a flight. I think the Chicago for something. Anyway.
1: Oh, the days yeah. when air travel was a thing, huh? Yeah. Weren't those the good old <laughs> Remember days? Remember then? Uh, uh, Gordon, Brett McMurphy had a report about a half an hour ago. You ready for this? Yeah. Uh, because we know the Board of Governors is uh, meeting for the NCAA. Uh, McMurphy reports this. One-time transfer waivers are dead until at least 2021-2022 academic year. Uh, as uh, NCAA Division I Council approved a resolution developing legislation regarding transfer eligibility for January 2021 that would not be effective until twenty one twenty two academic year. So at the beginning, of saying it's dead is a little bit uh, too strong of language, Gordon. It's just kind of kicked down the road, and we don't know what it would look like quite yet.
3: Okay. All right. That's got to happen, doesn't it? Almost, it seems like the vast majority of people, maybe not some coaches, but there a lot of people are in favor of that.
1: A lot of people. I don't, I don't think it's a real great idea uh, myself, but, I mean, it looks inevitable at this point, I suppose. I think you're right about that.
3: Well, you and I disagree on that, Austin.
1: I'm waiting for it. I don't know what you're waiting for. I agree with you, Gordon, but then we'd both be right. Uh, I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. (laughs) Does a Uh, commitment mean nothing anymore? (laughs) Commitment to go to a program and uh, work your way up and get better.
3: And meanwhile, coaches uh, quit, go take a job for ten million dollars a year. And did you see that figure today? I think I read that Jack Swarbrick, uh, the uh, the AD at Notre Dame, made like two and a half million dollars last year. And. But we, we and wouldn't what? want to allow, We wouldn't want those players any kind of flexibility or any kind of advantage of any
1: kind. Uh, it's different because these are college athletes, Gordon. Mm, mm-hmm.
3: are, that's a very that's a very nice excuse.
1: They are. What do you mean, nice uh, excuse? It's uh, a nice a,
3: excuse to not pay, not give them what what they really deserve.
1: Being a, an athletic director at a university is is uh, one a professional job and two a big professional job. Why 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 do we always compare that? Well, the athletic director is making this. Well, the athletic director isn't a football player. Mm. Okay. What do you mean? That, mean mm, that, okay. that doesn't make
3: any difference. What difference does it make? It that has no. It, a football player can have great value, add great value to a university, and can make that university a bunch of more money.
1: Okay. Does the football player or does the program make the money?
3: See, this is. I mean, it both.
1: Yeah, kinda.
3: Both, because if the if the university doesn't have a quality football team then it's that's not going to
1: last very long who draws better the utah basketball team or the stars it's uh the stars it could be i no I it is
4: it, it's a landslide uh i think it did could did you be. see the the Ticket uh, reports from you U of U men's basketball this All year? All right, different example. Who, draw, who
1: draws better, the Stars or BYU basketball? Eh, BYU. But they also have yeah, a 20,000 but, but who has the better ba- hey, team? I, the Stars remember, or BYU basketball? The Stars. By a mile! I remember
3: the time this t- season, BYU won one game. How many people were in the stands that year? What's your point there? The thing, if they suck, they're not good. It's a joint thing, Jake. That's what I've always said. It's not either or. It's both. And yet, one guy's making two or three million dollars a year, and the other guy gets a stipend.
1: How did we get here? This is this was I about transferring.
2: Well,
3: yeah, but it, it's related to the same thing.
1: It's, it's just <laughs> feeding that, that, into that, the that, entitlement oh, culture, is what not it is. Entitlement, yes, it is. Just the
2: entitlement. It's
1: not, oh. ju-
3: not joining the military.
1: Oh, I didn't get 30 minutes a game. I guess I'll go somewhere else. Jake, it's, a one bad time, it's a one-time deal. They have sometimes, a one-time deal. It's some, called grad transferring, which so, is a great so, rule. Sorry, go ahead. I apologize.
3: Sometimes when a kid is 17, 18 years old and a coach presents an offer to him and it, does, it turns out that it's not what it seemed to be, should he not have the freedom to be able to go play somewhere else? Let's say he loves certain aspects to it. he Loves his teammates, but he doesn't like the coaches. And he doesn't feel like he's getting the opportunity that he would have gotten otherwise. So he wants to go somewhere else. What's the crime in that?
4: Even, even I, I'm with Gordon and I'm to the, with Gordon to, this, to all the way to this point, even if it is that he's throwing a pity party and goes to nine schools in two years. What does that matter to anybody?
1: Well, it's not now like he's forced to stay. They're not locking him in a cage. Kind of. Yeah but, they, yeah, but they're penalizing him so he has to sit out for a year. Right. You lose a whole year of your youth. You lose a year of eligibility a which whole year Which means you of can't play for you two years. Right. Wait, which means you can't play for two years? What are you talking about? It means you have to sit out a year. Yes, but it's two years from the time you played last. Well, then maybe stick it out and try to earn yourself a spot on the team. There's got to be some incentive Jake, Jake, I to just, stay for I just, I just, the coaches too. Then
3: I don't understand how why you're so deeply rooted in this thing. I mean, it's not like he, it's a character issue. It's not. Besides, uh, the coach can run the player off whenever he feels like
1: it. We're not talking about the coaches. We're talking about the players. Do we? I should know, we, should we talk yeah, about see, legislation every, that coaches have to serve out their is, contract? Yes. Uh, yes let's do every, that. Everything, then.
3: everything is slanted in the direction of the advantage of those who are already. Having the advantages.
1: What do you mean slanted? This isn't a competition between the coaches and the players. What do you mean slanted? They're not competing against each other.
3: Oftentimes, in the past, I don't even know what it is right now, but it used to be that when you signed a, a letter of intent, it was for one year. And then they renewed the scholarship on an annual basis. So you're talking about sign a deal and stick it out for four or five years.
1: Well, that's a one sided option or go somewhere else or uh, and sit out of your or earn your degree. The grad transfer rule is terrific. Underrated.
3: Why do do you want to take freedom away from individuals? I, I, I just I just don't understand it. Why do you want to take it away from them? What, I mean why what is in your background wow. that has you stuck on this whole I'm going to Why I'm are you a fall,
4: communist Jake Scout? I'm going
1: to fall on the side of the institution come hell or high water. I love college sports and I think this would hurt college sports and by the way we're not okay, so, we're not talking about basic freedom. <laughs> Nobody is going to jail. All we're saying is you have to sit out a year to go to play for a different team. We're not persecuting anybody. Nobody's being locked up. You just have to operate in, in some framework of rules. And the point of the rule is to make it so you can't just transfer willy-nilly, because that would be bad for the Willy sport. Nilly, they're talking about a one-time transfer for everyone. Right. which they can still do you just have to uh, to pay a penalty. You know, like you could take the money penalty, out of your penalty, retirement account, but the it, there's a penalty is, to it. How dare you take my freedom? We're talking about
3: a 17-year-old kid. And we're talking about coaches who sometimes lie.
1: Let let's let's talk about uh, coaches and I I think that they should legislate The coaches have to coach out their contract. I think that's a great idea. Let's that do that. Happening.
3: Let's that do that. Happening. Well, okay all right or they go to jail now Uh, we're talking uh, now we're talking Uh, uh, okay wait a second so so can a coach be fired under that scenario (laughs) because what if they don't want them anymore
1: but when coaches are fired unless it's for cause they get they get their money
3: yeah they get the money but they can't keep coaching
1: yeah but they get compensated for it again nobody's going to jail here
3: and well, maybe some really coaches matters, should be so going
1: yeah. to going to jail. Well, you're just, sitting here just, accusing me of taking someone's freedom. You I are. didn't know that I had to distinguish that nobody's going to jail here, but Gordon apparently I have. Wallace on you. <laughs> you can take my
4: scholarship, <laughs> but you can't take my freedom.
1: <laughs> Jeez. We're talking about somebody who, who is an athlete has to sit out a year to go to a different university so for free. Years. For free. So
3: it's two, so it's two years. So he can't play for two years. I hate amateurism.
1: Pay those college athletes. Oh, That's I too steep a penalty. According too to steep. you, what do you mean yes. too steep? It has to be a deterrent. The point is to to have some consistency with teams, son.
3: Son, I want if if you go to a program where the coach lied to you or misrepresented the truth, and you're not getting the opportunity that you he told you that you were going to get, then by golly, you've got to stick this out, son. You gotta stick it out, and I I don't understand how. I mean, how do you feel about transfers, Jake? It sounds to me like you disrespect every transfer out there for any reason. I'm not speaking like, in, like it's a character flaw.
1: I'm not speaking in blanket uh, policies. I'm not judging all transfers don't have the the same characteristics. That's that's not what I'm saying. But but your you know little mocking conversation there. Turn it around. You know, oh, is it too tough for you? Is it too tough for you to stick it out? We'll go find someplace easier. I mean, you could mock both no, sides of this n- argument. Not
3: necessarily easier. How about just better for that individual?
1: Is the coach coaching you hard? Oh, Why are you so talking that voice? You, did it, pe- <laughs> you did it people. first. You're mocking people. You are mocking. You were mocking people. people just like a minute ago. Well, okay.
3: <laughs> but the, 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 point, the point is that there's nothing wrong with someone who's made a mistake being able to or made an error in judgment than going somewhere else where he can thrive.
1: Well, and you can there, correct that there, error by graduating quickly that. or by sitting out. No, because you,
3: you only some a lot of these guys only have a certain amount of time to play college football. So you're you're condemning them to stay in a situation that is uncomfortable for them for their the entirety of their the
1: the the pinnacle of their football career. Uncomfortable. Well, maybe that'll be good for them.
3: Who's being judgy here, Austin?
1: (laughs) I'm not being judgy. It's comrade Scott. Yes, it I'm telling you, there's there's rules in place. To make it so athletes don't bounce around and bounce around and bounce around and bounce around, and, bounce around. and I think that's we're good. For, a, I think that's good a, for college we're sports. We're talking about a
3: one-time transfer allowance,
4: not not ten. I'm fine with ten. I don't. What, what does it matter? We not my How are you supposed to build a team? Not my problem. Not my problem. are to build a Don't develop? treat your players so they want to leave. How about that? So you now Larry you have, Now you
1: have to coddle them every day? This no. is
4: sports. But if they want to leave, go. let them leave. This what is, is, is sports. it? What does it matter to you if they don't want to play for you anymore? Why do you want so badly for them to not play for anybody? Because you w- you're afraid you mishandled it and they'll beat you.
1: Well, now the standard is going to turn into, "Oh, what can I do to convince you to stay?" Not
4: my problem. You go ahead and do whatever you need to do to keep your players. That's that's your that's your thing, not mine. You can leave and go wherever whenever you want, then I should be able to too. Let's just uh let's let's just coddle everybody and make sure everybody's having a good time. If uh, uh, I brought up the name of Larry Kruskovia. Kiki coach Utah this year, Oregon next year, Weber State the following year and not pay any penalties. So let's fix that problem. Well, or this, what do is you mean, so- or, this, this is let's one or this is one solution. This is
1: one solution. Make it equal. Let's fix the Let's fix the problem you're highlighting as a problem, as opposed to apply the logic to something that's completely yeah. unrelated.
3: Here, here's Jake's solution: build a uh, like an electric fence around the the uh, the locker room and the coach's office, and nobody's getting out. <laughs> Nobody
4: players play show you gotta, up for gotta, orientation, gotta, get their so dorm got, room key and you, their ankle you, <laughs> monitor. You've got
3: to dig a tunnel and climb through the sewer to get out of here, buddy. <laughs>
1: People can leave. We're not forcing anybody to do anything. You just can't be immediately eligible the next year. Again, we're not Unless putting. coach. A, we're not putting anyone in prison. Two, and then let's years. fix that problem. Two, two Quit bringing up that problem. So what is fix a problem. problem? So you agree it is a problem. I agree, coaches. That people should, are allowed to just go wherever, whenever. Coaches should have to uh, uh, coach out their contracts.
4: Yes, and I your think solution that that should be to a fixing thing. that problem. Is to make it
1: so they can still do that, but the players can't. I'm saying fix the coaching problem that you continue to point out. And say don't they fix have the to players' com- problem
4: because it's not a problem. It is a problem. No, it's, it's that wasn't a problem for them, not not and not the a players' problem. <laughs>
3: ask, ask Jordan Love how much of a problem it was when Matt Wells uh, took off for Texas Tech.
4: I just don't know why you hate freedom, Jake Scott. Oh, this this is the worst. Hey, hey, comrade, know what you'll be doing July
1: 4th? Meet me at the Kremlin. So, make Matt Wells coach out his contract. What's your (laughs) point? (laughs) Me be at the Kremlin. (laughs) Stop it. All right. Stay tuned. We have a Mountain America market update coming up right around the corner. I want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into Action. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call today, 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Action Plumbing. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone.
0: So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward on 975 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. It's time for a Mountain America market update. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services, he's our good friend Chad ups with us on the big show. Hi, Chad.
5: Hello, how are you guys?
1: Chad, we are doing terrific. How did the market do today?
5: Well, it was a pretty good day for the Dow. We ended up 370 points. The S&P was up 49 points, about 1.7%. That actually puts the S&P at its highest point since early March. So we've seen a nice rebound there. Uh, A lot of states, as I'm sure you're seeing, are starting to open up their economies. There's some increased hope that the power behind our economy, which is ultimately us as consumers, uh, will return shortly.
3: So again, the, the question then becomes, with the outlook being the way it is in a lot of people's estimations, talking about recession and those sorts of things, why is the market seeming to rebound the way it
5: is? Yeah, that's been the question on a lot of people's minds, Gordon. It's funny. Um, We've heard this idea that the market's forward-looking, and it is. There's a disconnect right now between some of the fundamentals of the market. Um, The the market's always required some patience. I was going to give an analogy today about baseball. Sadly, there's no baseball games to talk about, but... Um, We can talk about beards, right? Beards have been part of baseball for a while, but they've seen them grow in popularity with the 04 Red Sox. Now everyone who's working from home thinks they need to grow a beard. And if you think about growing a beard, you you can't judge your progress towards your ultimate goal of having this awesome flowing beard on a day-to-day basis. There's always that unfortunate awkward fade in the middle where it's mid-length. I've seen some pretty awful beards that with time uh, become pretty good. And the market's kind of the same way. If you gauge your progress towards your ultimate goal, and for most of us, it's retirements, it's that goal. If you do that every day, you're bound to become a little frustrated and stressed out by the goal. Uh, but realize that just like a, a good beard, the market will have some ugly days that's on its way to ultimately providing the growth that you need to meet your retirement goal. So when you look at your, your IRAs, your 401ks, by all means, make changes if you need to. And we'd love to help you with any of those changes. But if you're comfortable with the plan you have... You kind of have to be patient let time do its job just like it does for a, for a great beard. And it doesn't seem to jive, to your point, Gordon, today with the fundamentals and the market headlines that we hear, um, but the market plugs along. You know, that that's brilliant analysis there, isn't it, Jake?
1: Uh, Chad's always brilliant. What are you talking <laughs> you about? Know, that's that's what we expect. How's, you know, uh, how's your corona beard, Gordon? Uh, not particularly good. A little splotchy? splotchy.
3: <laughs> yeah, I must be in that awkward stage, Chad. Oh, I've tried. My
5: stages are always awkward, so I've given up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Chad, thank you very much, as always. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Chad. That's our friend Chad Wattups from Mountain America Investment Services. And that is another Mountain America Market Update. The investment products sold through
4: LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America credit union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principle is possible.
1: So no on the Corona beard for you, Gordon. Did you even try? Oh, uh, yeah, I had one going there for a while. It was it was it was kind of out of control. I don't think I've ever seen you in a full beard. Is that well, a, a, a it, thing you've tried out? Yeah, I'm not. Uh,
3: my dad once won a contest for having the most distinguished beard, and I, I think they, I missed out on that. You, uh, you I've get never get that really beard. given it. I've never done the, like, two-month thing. I, I've never lasted that long. The longest I've lasted is probably about two and a half weeks, and I look at it and go, okay,
1: enough of that. That's got to go. Yeah, how about you? You know, never have grown the full beard either. I uh, I always get to the stage where it really itches and then I end up shaving. <laughs> so, I've I've attempted I think to really maybe twice. And, yeah, then I'm itching my face so badly that, it, that it's got to go. Which you're not supposed to, uh, to touch your face uh, as much anymore, right? Isn't that what they're recommending? So I figured that uh, I would not be a good candidate for the Corona beard. Uh, Austin uh, has uh, pretty much, he carries a, a full beard, although you keep it kind of light. Yeah, I like to keep it
4: uh, It's short. You keep I it don't. trimmed up. It gets, uh, it gets real itchy and scraggly, and I'm also getting some gray Coming through, so uh, I don't like that. So. Okay.
3: Yeah, but that'll look distinguished, my friend. No, mm-hmm. no, no. All right, all right. I
4: mean, uh, but anything's so better than that mustache. I used to have. What? Yeah, well, that was awesome. Hey, what, is hey, what do you mean? That, yeah, you leave the mustache out of this, sir. <laughs> I will fight any one of you. <laughs> well, I
3: wasn't a big fan of the mustache till I saw you in the play, and then I thought <laughs> I get it now. I get it. Uh, but uh, I, 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 have you guys ever understood the full like super bushy beard? Doesn't that seem like that would be an annoyance?
4: I would love to be able to do it.
1: I think it looks cool. I like, I like uh, the look of the full bushy beard. My brother has a big, full bushy beard. He seems to like it. And by bushy, you mean
3: like way out there?
1: Well, I can't see you, Gordon. I don't know what way <laughs> out there means, but yeah, I mean a pretty You know what I'm saying, you know, beard. when you see it. <laughs> like down to the sternum. Uh, I don't know about that far. I mean not like ZZ Top beard. <laughs> oh, that's the yeah, one. Okay. I'm is that what you're thinking about <laughs> yeah. the 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 real long like the be- beard? Like the beard
4: Ben Roethlisberger had until he uh went against the governor's orders. Yeah, right. There you, you go.
3: know what what's really going on here is we ask our wives their opinion and then we
4: do whatever they tell us.
1: Well, how does that make different from anything else
4: well this is coming from the guy that last week said i do what i want when i that's want. true I don't, did... my, my wife doesn't tell me what i do that's true he she did doesn't she doesn't tell me the
3: specifics of what to do and what not to do but i do value her opinion
1: but she does give you the specifics on what to do and how to do it
3: not really she just does it herself
1: <laughs> uh-huh. well why don't uh why don't you try to grow the full beard and see what lisa says
3: uh, uh all right i'll tell her well jake told me to give this a try but i i i don't know how that's gonna go but well, we'll see
1: so you'd put it off on me <laughs> we
3: gotta have you some, wouldn't even have like, the courage like you play, the courage you, to tell lisa about, i want to grow my own beard have I taught you nothing? That you always like when you when you get ready to play around the golf, you've got to have a built-in excuse.
1: You gotta have something to blame. In this case, me. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right, I got you. I'll be your fall I appreciate guy. it. I'll be your fall guy, buddy. Don't worry about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, really looking forward to this conversation. We're going to talk to Steve Hummer. He writes for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. He had a chance to talk to Tom Glavin uh, about the Players Association and Major League Baseball and uh, what they're about to go through because he went through it back in the mid-'90s. A very good story. We'll talk to Steve about it coming up next here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.